You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. More is always better. That's why my bookie instantly doubles all first-time deposits. With double the funds, you can double your action. And more importantly, double your wins. Getting in on the action has never been easier. Just use promo code ZABE to get started. The best part is I can bet with all my favorite currencies, including crypto, and with all that extra scratch, why not get in on the biggest matchups of the week at my bookie? We are inching closer to the NFL playoffs. Some pivotal games this weekend, including a showdown between divisional rivals like the Niners and the Rams. MVP candidate Matt Stafford, can he bounce back from a bad week? Are the Niners really this bad? We shall see. Rams, Niners, bet them to cover the spread either way you want to go at MyBookie. Don't wait. Go to MyBookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can get in the game and start winning now. To get yourself started, use promo code ZABE to receive double your first deposit instantly. That's promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. You can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, one, one. Strap in. You are looking live at a sold-out Memorial Stadium in Columbia. What the hell is it? Starts with teams. Let's hit it rolling now. Let's earn this thing today. This is NFL, which stands for not for long when you make the calls. I'll be selling groceries. They shot me in Denver. You will not! And welcome to week 10 in the National Football League. Buckle in because the second half of the season is ready to begin and it is going to be a wild ride. We have our 1-7-2-2-1-1 lineup of games. Last night's Baltimore-Miami game was too late for today's edition of the Zabecast. Please check your local paper for results and details. Bye weeks, the Bears, the Bengals, the Texans, and the Giants. You're wondering, oh, when are these interminable bye weeks going to end? Bad news, not until week 15. So you got four more weeks of this. Best storyline of the week, Seattle at Green Bay. A chastened and COVID-recovered Aaron Rodgers against the surgically repaired middle finger of one Russell Wilson. 
winning team matchups. There's only three of them. Browns and Patriots, Saints and Titans, Raiders and Chiefs. Every other game this weekend has at least one big, fat loser of a team. Let's get cracking in the 1 o'clock window, and we start by going to Dallas. You are looking live. At a humbled Cowboys team, soundly thrashed by the Broncos last week. The 4-4 four four Atlanta Falcons come to town to take on the now 6-2 Dallas Cowboys, who are still a big favorite. Nine is the number Dallas is. Total is 54 and a hook. Can the Cowboys bounce back? We shall see. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson on Fox on the call. Craig Rolstad is your referee. That takes us to the Meadowlands. You are looking live. At the love affair between Mike White and Robert Saleh. The emerging Cinderella quarterback in Mike White starting this week for Zach Wilson, who is slow to recover from his PCL injury. Robert Saleh, the head coach of the Jets, says he has faith in the undrafted young quarterback. The 5-3 and three Buffalo Bills come to town to take on the 2-6 and six New York Jets. The Bills are a whopping 12-point favorites in this one. Am I going to be a guy on a I Buffalo? We'll have to tune in to Mr. X coming up after this to find out. Spiroditas Jay Feely on the call. Scott Novak is your referee. That takes us up to New England. You are looking live. At two of the best running teams in the AFC, the Browns and Patriots, who could be without their big ball carriers. Chubb could be out in COVID jail for the Browns. Damian Harris in concussion protocol. I don't say that definitively because... In this space last week, I said, this guy's out, that guy's out, this guy's in, that guy's out, and I was wrong! So I don't know, but that's the story this week. Chubb in COVID jail, Damian Harris in concussion protocol. Who knows what's going to happen? Patriots are two and a half point favorites in this one. Total is 45. Pats have gone four and one since the one and three start. Maybe it's the Belichick wardrobe watch that does it for him. We'll see if he wears something silly to the game or not. I know this. Bill doesn't care what day the game is on. It's Monday night, it's Monday night. If it's Sunday, it's Sunday. If it's Saturday, it's Saturday. If it's Thursday, it's Thursday. In this case, it's Sunday at 1 o'clock in New England. John, you hussy, your referee. Ian Eagle, Charles Davis on the call for CBS. Let's go to Pittsburgh. You are looking live. At the chewed-off kneecaps of one Dan Campbell, head coach of the Detroit Lions, sitting on an 0-8 record and just a flat-out bad team. The Lions come to town to take on the 5-3 Steelers. Late winners, lucky winners, controversial winners over the Chicago Bears on Monday night. The Steelers are laying a full eight in this game. Wow. I'm reminded as the, as the Lions steamroll towards a possible 0-17 record of the NFL film's Season in review, 30-minute video. They have to do one for every team every year. And the Lions were bad this particular year. What's new? And they had to find a creative way to say, yes, they sucked. But we can't say that in the 30-minute season-ending recap video. Here's how they described the Lions that year. This was a unit that challenged opponents with a weekly promise. If somehow you squeak by us today... You will feel it tomorrow. You'll get the win, but you could feel a bruise or two. Chris Myers, Daryl Moose Johnston 
on the call. Land Clark is your referee. We go to Indianapolis. You are looking live. At Urban Frank Meyer third head coach of the Jaguars coming off their biggest win of the year. A shocking low-scoring upset over the Buffalo Bills. Urban Meyer is as frisky as a late night after a couple cocktails at his hometown tavern. Oh, sorry, was that a cheap shot? Two and six Jacksonville takes on four and five Indianapolis. Colts are minus ten and a half in this one. Josh Allen had himself a day last week. Can he have the same kind of day against somebody not named Josh Allen? Maybe somebody named Carson Wentz? We shall see. I still kind of like Blue Horseshoe. You tell a man, Blue Horseshoe loves Anaconda Andrew Catalan, James Lofton on CBS with a call. Tony, you dickhead Carrenti is your that that was not necessary. Is your referee. That takes us to Tennessee. You are looking live. At the AFC frontrunner for home field advantage. Can you believe it? The seven and two Tennessee Titans. They are three-point favorites against the five and three New Orleans Saints. Who will play at quarterback? Who will start at quarterback? I'm not even gonna guess. In this situation, because it could change come Sunday morning, it's either Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill. Pick your poison. No signing of Cam Newton this week. That was interesting. They were also in the running, New Orleans was, to get Odell Beckham Jr. to go back to his Louisiana roots. That didn't happen either. The Titans coming off their gifted win of sorts in Los Angeles last week as Matt Stafford was just flat-out terrible. The Titans this year are 6-0. and against playoff teams from last season. That's pretty, pretty good. CBS's Kevin Harlan with Trent Green on the call. The ladies' man, Jerome Boger, is your referee. After the play is over, the layup game, offense number 21 for a dead ball spiking of the football into the field of play. Five-yard penalty. After the fourth penalty, it will be first and ten. Atta boy, Jerome Boger. That takes us to Washington. You are looking live. Oh, excuse me on that. Rematch of last year's first-round playoff showdown. The 6-2 and two Buccaneers are nine-and-a-half-point favorites of the 2-6 and six Washington football team. Total is 51. Guess who the Wolf cut this week? Chris Blewett for Joey Sly, who comes in. He's kicked all over the league. Buccaneers are still minus Antonio Brown, but hey, you cut a kicker, you cut another kicker, you're two and six. What are you going to do? Just remember, at least you're the mascot, you're not the kicker. Now, don't let them tease you too much. Remember, you're the mascot, not the place kicker. Know your role in the football ecosystem. Fox's Adam Amin with Mark Schlereth on the call. Brad Rogers is your referee. That does it for the 1 o'clock window. Let's go to the 405 bridge window and let's go to Arizona. You are looking live. At Cameron Jarrell Newton who is back in teal and black. The 4-5 and five Carolina Panthers against the 8-1 and one Arizona Cardinals. Cam is not going to play in this game. Make no mistake. He may not even play the rest of the year. But he got the jab. He got hired and we'll see what happens down the stretch. He could have a showdown in a couple weeks, in a week's time actually, against Ron Rivera and the Washington football team, but we'll see. Who knows if Cam is going to play at all. Panthers put Sam Darnold down because he's injured for now. They didn't kill him. They just, you know, not going to start him. And they've kind of got a dog's breakfast at quarterback of options. They even signed Matt Barkley, who, who knew he was still around throwing 
Football's Cam Newton. Welcome to the group. Arizona coming off that stunning win on the road without a ton of guys. They are hoping Kyler Murray starts. He said he's making crazy strides on that sprained ankle. A.J. Green is off the COVID list. Arizona 10.5 at home against the Panthers. Somebody say Panthers. It's called Sex Panther by Odeon. It's illegal in nine countries. Yep, it's made with bits of real panther, so you know it's good. Yes, indeed. Uh, Your announcers, Kenny Albert, Jonathan Vilma, Adrian Hill. Yo, Adrian is your referee. That takes us out to Los Angeles. You are looking live. At the B team of the City of Angels, the Chargers, as they host the Minnesota Vikings. 5-3 Los Angeles, 3-5 Minnesota. Chargers minus 3 in this one. The Vikings, uh, the total in this game is 53 Chargers minus three, total 53. The Vikings this year have lost games by three, by one, by seven, by four, and by three. They've also only won their few games, their three games by small margin, so maybe they're just not that good of a team in addition to being a touch unlucky. Kevin Kugler, Mark Sanchez on the call for Fox. Clay Martin is your referee. We're now in the primetime afternoon window, 425 Eastern time. Let's go to Denver. You are looking live. And maybe the least inspiring 5-4 and four team in the NFL. The Broncos, 5-4, and four, now minus Vaughn Miller. Big win in Dallas last week. Did you see all the Bronco fans that were in the stands at Jerry World? It was loud. Denver is minus 2.5 at home against the 3-6 and six Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts. Philly is a bit of a mangy team. They're kind of a tough out. They're not very good. They backdoor cover a lot. I wouldn't bet this game with Arch Leister's money and Pete Rose pushing. But if I had to take somebody, I'd take the Broncos. Oh, the Denver Broncos. Exactly. CBS is Greg Gumbel and Adam Archuleta on the call. Sean Hockley is your referee. Sean of the Ed Hockley. The game is not over until a Hockley says, the game is over. The game is not over. It was an illegal formation okay. by the offense. Number 81 is not up for the line. That does not end the game. That does not end there is the no game. 10 second runoff with that foul. The ball was legally snapped. Oh, I miss you, Big Ed. Hope you're getting a good lift in somewhere. We go to Green Bay, Wisconsin. You are looking live. At Russell Wilson's mallet finger, they're calling it, and a tendon rupture that has been miraculously healed. Maybe he poured some of that nano-bubble water on it. Who knows? The 7-2 Green Bay Packers will almost certainly welcome back one Aaron Charles Rodgers at quarterback, although there was actually one columnist in Wisconsin for the Green Bay Packers daily or the Green Bay Packers vertical on the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Tom Silverstein, who said the smartest thing they could do would be to sit Rodgers because he might be tired from 10 days of recovering from COVID. Crazy talk. That ain't going to happen. Come hell or high water, you know Rodgers is going to play. 7-2 Green Bay, 3.5-point favorites over the 3-5 and five. Seattle Seahawks. Total is 49-and-a-half. What a week it was for Rodgers getting flack on all sides, huh? I was so worked up over the weekend about this in uh, Aaron Rodgers of the NFL. I don't even know where to begin with that story. I mean, this guy, I don't watch football. Sorry, I'm not a big fan. 
I know the guy's a real good football player. That's why they put up with his bullshit. If I yeah, ran the he's, NFL... He's going to be a Hall of Famer, so yeah, you know that he's important to the franchise. If I was the, you know, if there was decency in this world, you know, I would throw this guy out of the football league so fast. What he did. <laughs> when did Howard become such a yenta? Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and the Wolf. Tracy Wolfson on the sidelines. It's expected to be very chilly in Green Bay. High is only in the upper 30s, maybe in the low 40s. Possible chance of precipitation. It got cold quickly up there in the northern tier of the country. Brad Allen is your referee. Finally, that brings us to Sunday night, and we go to Las Vegas. You are looking live. At the hottest rivalry west of the Mississippi. I love this matchup. Kansas City. And Las Vegas Chiefs and Raiders in the AFC West. One of the two best divisions in the NFL. Competitive teams, all winning records. Five and four KC, five and three Las Vegas. The Chiefs are two and a half point road favorites here. Total is 51 and a hook. The Chiefs have been held to under 20 points in the last three weeks. It's the first time under Patrick Mahomes that has happened. When will Mahomes be Mahomes again? Good question. Back to pass. Nobody open. He scrambles to the sideline. He's out of bounds. He's still in, Pat. So he is. Mahomes. <laughs> Inside the five. Touchdown, Kansas City. Uh, Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, Michelle Tafoya on the call. Bill Vinovich is your referee, which brings us to Monday night. It'll be the 7-2 and two Rams. Now with Odell Beckham Jr., who knows if he's going to suit up and play? Probably a few snaps. Three and five, San Francisco, the home team. Total is 49. The Rams are favored by four in this one. Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, Lewis Riddick, Lisa Salters for ESPN. They had a terrible, awful, no good night of broadcasting the game multiple ways. Niners, by the way, have swept the Rams the last two seasons, so there's a revenge factor in there. The Niners draft last year had four guys taken in the first two days. None of them played a snap on offense or defense in the last two weeks. That sounds like a Monday problem. Sean Smith will be your referee. And there it is. Week number 10 in the National Football League. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
More is always better. That's why my bookie instantly doubles all first-time deposits. With double the funds, you can double your action. And more importantly, double your wins. Getting in on the action has never been easier. Just use promo code ZABE to get started. The best part is I can bet with all my favorite currencies, including crypto, and with all that extra scratch, why not get in on the biggest matchups of the week at my bookie? We are inching closer to the NFL playoffs. Some pivotal games this weekend, including a showdown between divisional rivals like the Niners and the Rams. MVP candidate Matt Stafford, can he bounce back from a bad week? Are the Niners really this bad? We shall see. Rams, Niners, bet them to cover the spread either way you want to go at MyBookie. Don't wait. Go to MyBookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can get in the game and start winning now. To get yourself started, use promo code ZABE to receive double your first deposit instantly. That's promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. You can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. What you heard is what you hearing. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. X go give it to you. Yeah, boy. On your own. X go deliver to you. Knock, knock. Open up the door. It's real. With the nonstop pop out from stainless steel. Go hard. Little DMX. Figured I'd mix it up for you, Mr. X, because this is your alternate entrance music. Happy Week 10 in the NFL. How you doing? Good, good. How about you? Doing good. Uh, Two and a Half Trap came home last week. That was about the only thing I got right. (laughs) Otherwise, my billion star lock of the year, which made perfect sense. Arizona minus Kyler Murray, minus DeAndre Hopkins, minus A.J. Green. On the road with Colt McCoy, absolutely trashes. And they the lost San their running back on Fran- the first play of the game. Exactly. Yes. They, and they just trash the San Francisco 49ers. 10-4 and four dog weekend. It was the Kaleidoscope League at its finest, yes. was it not? Yeah, you had, you had seven breaks go your way and still couldn't get it home. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Unbelievable. Was- you know, I mean, yet last week was a real shake the fleas off kind of a as i like to say you know when you think you've got all the answers the nfl changes the questions and it was a change the question weekend uh the buffalo bills were i think half of america in survivor pools did you survive the survivor pool that i organized i did not who'd you have this week with a horrible story nobody likes fantasy football or survivor stories but as long as they're have, short, I'll like it. Go. I, I didn't have time for it. So this year I told X2, let's do this. So he's in charge, and we talk once a week on it. All right, time out. And, you didn't well, have time uh, to for remember a survivor. To, you always, how many times are you eliminated because you forgot to turn it in? None. You know what I mean. None. Well, it's okay. not hard. But okay, well, go ahead. So I subcontracted that. But anyway, so on Sunday morning, we had agreed on the Cowboys. And on Sunday morning, he's driving home from some college weekend thing. And and I called him and I said, I got a really bad feeling on the Cowboys. They're going to lose to Denver. And he said, I was just thinking the same thing. I said, I want Baltimore. He said, I hate Baltimore. I want Pitt. I said, I hate Pitt. So we settled on the Saints and lost. Both both of us were right. But we we talked, you know, my one was correct. His one was correct. But together we turned it into a loser. Yeah. Oh, well, that's the way 
it goes. All right, we got a lot to talk about uh, this week in the NFL. Let's first by start by going over last week, and I will own up to my disaster last week. I gave you that game that I said, Arizona, no chance, and they just smashed the living daylights. That was a big, fat loser. Uh, the other pick I had, checks notes, NFL Week 9. Cowboys. Cowboys. <clears throat> uh, Dallas minus 10, loser, outright. And the only game we got right was the two-and-a-half trap where the Browns were minus two-and-a-half. They stayed two-and-a-half, and they won outright by destroying Cincinnati. So one and two for the week. My lock went down. What is my yearly record so far? Uh, you are 9-15-1. Jesus, God almighty. Three and six on the locks. Jesus, but, you know, the Cowboys got those. Cowboy, I hate to, you know, the Cowboys got two late touchdowns. If they just got five late touchdowns, you have to. <laughs> It's all it would have taken. Something all right. Like Your picks I did, last I week. I did pretty good. I got my lock with the um, Chargers that I loved. They they took Philly. Um, that was a close had, game, though, wasn't it? It was. It was. But it was, uh, you know, they were only laying one. And, um, they, What'd they, they win by? A touchdown. Okay. Uh, I also was with you with Cleveland. And for, you know, your Achilles heel is to continue to pick the Niners, mine is to continue to pick Houston. So I lost Houston again for, <laughs> I think I've lost them 17 times in 10 weeks. I don't know. So two like and that. one for you. Oh, and two and one. Your lock of the week on nine. the podcast was? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was the Chargers. So I'm okay. 12 and nine on the year and five, three and one on the, on the lock. So All right. Uh, as always, it. these are very early picks, by the way. And I said yeah. on Twitter, after I found not one, not two, not three, but four different quarterbacks that I had assumed would be starting as I did yeah. a exhaustive write-up for You Are Looking Live on Thursday afternoon, which I do every week. And then come Sunday, dumb shit happens like Tua turns up with a sprained finger yeah. and he's a scratch. Yeah. Now, did that make a difference? I mean, he sucks, right? So it shouldn't yeah. make a difference. But it's just things like that that frustrate the crap out of me with these Thursday sure. picks. So really, we're picking these games kind of for funsies. If you want the latest thought process information and all the factors going into Sunday, you definitely need to uh, get with uh, X on his website, callmemrx.com. That's the more official place for your gambling advice. Sure. How about that new strategy the Dolphins have, tank with Tua? Right, not tank for, but tank with him. Exactly. All right, so how did the – we know the dogs had a huge week last week how were the overs the unders the public and all that other stuff you know what the the as you said the favorites went only four and ten and they're hitting 44 percent on the year the home teams did another four and ten also 44 percent on the year homes are just not getting it done um over and unders were seven and seven um the overs are still at 45 percent and the public went my public went three and four they're at, public's having a good year so far. They're at forty-seven percent, which is good for Joe <laughs> Public. Good year, <laughs> losing money hand over fist. That's a good year for them. Ah, forty-seven is just losing it hand, not over fist. It's right. Well, over. hand over hand. Yeah. <laughs> hand yeah, over hand over hand. I mean, fifty percent is losing money. Fifty-two percent is losing money to the vig. Right. Right. Break and even is fifty six percent with the vig, correct? Yeah, fifty two and a half. Oh, fifty two and a half. Okay. Yeah, right. but if you like, my point there is if you're if you're an anti public player, you're just treading water because the public hasn't been getting crushed like they usually do. But uh, yeah. So. All right, I got two things for you, and then we'll go through your laundry right. list. Then we'll get our picks in for this week. Uh, number one, did you see the gambler 
who bet $50,000 on Gonzaga to beat Dixie State in basketball to net $718 and change. I, I it really, I just, I don't believe that for a second. You don't believe that somebody did that. Darren Ravel reports on these things and he does get accurate accounting from the sports books and the casinos. I don't think he's making it up. Who would okay. do such a thing and why would they do it? And tell me why that is the dumbest thing in the world. Well, you know, the old, uh, okay, I got to do some quick math, which I'm not going to do, but if you laid 50, I mean, whatever, what is that to one? Um, uh, let's see. What would the math problem be on that? 80 to one. I don't know. Something like that. Okay. Um, as I've always said to you, whenever somebody says, oh, this team can't lose, you know, and they, forget that 80. Uh, let's say you're laying eight to one or 10 to one. We, I always say to you, do you need the one? <laughs> That's right. what it comes down to. 70, 70 to one. Lose. 70 to okay. one. Yeah. And I would say, when you say, oh, 71, they can't lose, I'd say, do you need the one? Right. You don't need that one. So what are you doing? Well, the other thing, do too, is in, 700 in, bucks? in college basketball, there is increasingly these insane upsets. That happened in November. Now, this might have been out of the reach of even being possible, but we've seen this now the last several years. College basketball, I would not be comfortable with any kind of money on a supposed automatic bet like that because of the three-point line. Yeah, I'm surprised there's a place that would take that. Where do you allegedly play that? That's kind of surprising. they, They would take it on that side of it all day, every day, right? No, no, they don't. Why not? Well, well, okay, I know you can. Let's put it this way. I know back in the day, uh, uh, a bookmaker would never take, you know, that team that was a 12 to 1 to win because guys would always fire that in, and then when they lose, they just disappear. So um, (laughs) I just – the the house has kind of the same thinking. They don't need that one either. Yeah. I don't know who walks in with a bag of money and plops down 50 grand to win a thousand bucks. That's just yeah. nuts. People who don't understand gambling. The other question I had for you is this. So being a baseball guy, they have something called war, a statistic wins above yeah. replacement. And there's right. F war and B war, which are variants of the war calculation. Uh, the calculation that goes into war is way too complicated for me to approach understanding, but it's apparently a big soup of numbers and the baseball people seem to believe in war, Right. Correct. Has anyone ever tried to put a war on football players? That's a great question. Thank I don't you. know that answer. I think it's a little more complicated because it's a team game. I mean, baseball is a team game played by individuals. Right. And, you know, when you're in the batter's box and nobody cares who your teammates are, can you hit or not? So it's, right. you can do it. So, no, I don't think it would really – I've not seen anyone try to do it, and I think it would be pretty subjective if they did. Okay, good, because that leads me into this next question. What yeah. do we think the war is on an Odell Beckham Jr., who today announced he was signing with the Rams, who are so totally all in on this coming season? In. Yeah, Jeez. I'm like, okay, what would he be worth? And so you start trying to figure, let's say he's nice and productive in that offense right away. Let's say he averages six catches for around 90 yards a game and a touchdown every other game. Is that production new production? Yeah. Or is it redirected production from other players? Hard to tell. 
if you're if you're cannibalizing from cup and woods have you improved the team is your angle right that's right. a great question um yeah you know you could definitely make that case i I don't know that, they, but boy, it's it's a great time to be a Los Angeles sports fan. Jeez, yeah. Dodgers, LeBron, the, the Rams going all all in. I mean, my God, what they won't do in that town all of a sudden. Um, just when you add him as one more piece of the pu- puzzle, that's it's a good time to be an LA fan of all sports. All right, uh, first half of the NFL season is done. What have we learned? Well, well, but but I just, by the way, just getting off the golf course, I learned two things, OBJ and Cam. Yeah, Cam Newton back to the Carolina Panthers. Possible showdown with Ron Rivera. (laughs) Next week. In a week and three days. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought, sure, you know, guys like Cam are, are set to join teams that think they have a chance. And I guess the point is the Panthers look at the standings and think they have a chance. They don't. No. But if you looked at the math, they think they do, and they don't. I thought, sure, he was going to be a saint last week. Uh, you would think. You would think a, a former team league team. MVP who's on the low end of his 30s, right? He's 31, 32? Yeah, I would guess that. Uh, you would think that he'd be much more in demand. As, and, and also, the Saints, you know, their, quote, packages with Taysom Hill. Yeah, you I run mean, those with they, Cam. Changing everything for Cam. That was a perfect home. And by the way, Sean Payton has been grooming this Taysom Hill, waiting for the spot to unleash him for years behind Drew Brees. <laughs> there was a spot last week. He played. What? What's he up? Played a little bit. Got a few uh, few snaps, but was not the starter. No, Simeon was. Non-factor when they needed him yeah, desperately. So yeah. that experiment, he, I'm going to call it dead. He, he came off the concussion protocol. Maybe he wasn't 100%. Cam Newton is 32 years old as of right now. Uh, so anyway, so there you go. So, uh, by the way, how was golf on the last great golf day before <laughs> the weather really turns cold? Yeah, it was the 12th last good weather day that i've run by it was good it's okay. it's really fun up here it's it's a little different than what you're used to but up in um, maine <laughs> yeah but, oh, the course is closed but members can still play so we are who cuts the greens there. uh well i didn't say it was in good shape <laughs> it's not growing it's 48 degrees the grass ain't growing any, so it's not really that bad so that was a good day today 48 degrees and you yes. went out and golfed yeah, yeah, we wow. did. It was a really good day. Yeah. Okay. All right, what do we learn from the first half of the season? <sighs> Let's see. Well, what uh, you know what I was thinking when I told you that earlier was that this is the way this year has the public has been okay that the favorites cannot win anything. Um, you know, this is a um it's amazing to me. I mean, it's always bad, but you look at the good teams that are just laying eggs lately. Last week, Buffalo. I mean, you just can't lay an egg that badly. Yeah. I think this is, we always talk kaleidoscope and up and down, but I, you know, who's good? Who's good? Now? Well, we're going to find out. This, this, the next three weeks will be a truth telling time for teams to yeah. step up and Until show whether they're good or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 80 20 rule. Can we update that? What is the 80 20 yeah. rule and explain? Well, we talked last week a little bit about the fact that, you know, Vegas decides before a season who's how good, you know, who's better than who by how many points. And 
as the season unfolds, they're a little, what I would call a little bit slow to change that. It's more of a, I've heard them say 80% of their evaluation is made before the season. And then 20% is kind of how they do the last game or two or three. Whereas the public is the opposite. Public cares a lot about what they just saw. Now, what I thought was interesting is right after we talked about that last week, there's two teams that have just been impossible. They have not adjusted all year, and that's the Titans and the Niners. I mean, the Titans, um, let's just call it Vegas has not had any love. Every week you look at the Titans and go, gee, they're laying two. Shouldn't they be laying six? Or they're an underdog in Indy. Shouldn't they be favored? Every week it's like Vegas thinks the Titans are no good, and they just keep covering i think they're seven and two versus the spread they're not adjusting to the titans and the niners are the exact opposite as you have learned every week vegas thinks the niners are good every week (laughs) you look at the niners line and you say hey wise guy why are the niners laying six well they must be really good and and they can't play i think they're like two and seven or something against the spread so my point to all this is what do you do what do you do when you see a team like either of those where you say, hey, I watched the Titans. They're really good. But at the same time, Vegas, as we call it, is giving them no respect. They don't think they're good. Well, if you walk in and go, I'm smarter than Vegas, let's just say that's not the way to play. As a, as a okay. And, or let's just say you say the Niners are no good. I'm going against Vegas. Well, that's not normally the way to go. But you're watching them. Do you want the Titans these days? Yes. Well, Vegas is not always right. No. You're pointing out that they are in these – you believe Vegas is wrong on these two teams because they stubbornly have not moved their perception of them despite repeated – you know, the old saying, you know, when somebody tells you who they are, believe them. The Niners are telling you who they are. Maybe it's time to believe them. Right. So I guess what I get at is you have two choices. You can say – I've watched this. I know what I'm doing and ignore Vegas, or you can stick with Vegas. And what I always say, find another game to bet. I'm not going to do it because I don't, I can't discount the fact that Vegas still loves the Niners and still hates the Titans. I can't throw it out, but I can't believe them anymore either. All right. You have a lesson on streaks. Yeah. You know, it's a, Everybody has hot and cold streaks um, where you can't seem to get one right or you can't seem to miss one. And, How long you know, does it back, take for something to be a streak? Well, it, it, you know what? It can. That's Five a, losses, you, ten losses. Oh, gosh. I can't imagine. Three weeks, ten. four weeks. Let's call, it, you know, let's call it a bad two weeks. Okay. Three is a big streak to me. What? Yeah, three weeks. Three, three weeks with a losing weeks. record each week. Yeah, I, that would pain me. But back in the early 1990s, if you can think back that far, yes. my group and I, we used to every Friday afternoon meet up at a watering hole in Alexandria, cut out of work at three, you know, stay there till seven, going over the whole weekend of NFL games. You know what we call that? Friday night traffic. <laughs> but yeah. uh, get home at seven. We go through all these. And there was one guy who was actually a bookmaker. Back in the 90s, you didn't have internet. You didn't have all that. Guys would show up with magazines from the newsstand, oh you know, God. with football, like, you know, 
name on it cover. You don't even know what it is. Football Focus. magazine, whatever. And and this one dude, he was a bookman. He would sit there and, and all of a sudden he'd go, look at this. This mother has gone 15 and three in the last three weeks. And you're like, what? you going to go by that? You think he's good? And you go, hell no, I'm going the other way right now. His point was, show him anybody on a hot streak and he would go, just go against the person, no matter what, go against their picks. So, you know, it. So the bookie was betting against his hottest customers. Well, no, well, not customers, just he'd read a magazine. Oh, okay. And if a guy in the magazine was hot, he just didn't know who the guy is. He'd say, nobody's going to stay that hot. What, what, that if a, his- what if a bookmaker were to look at his customers and go, hey, this guy Joe Blow is hot. He's it's due to turn. Nobody stays this hot. I'm going to fade him for the next three weeks. Um, I can't tell you the number of times. Yes, I can. Three. That I made that argument to say, why don't you let me keep my account open and just bet what I bet? But I would get cut off. <laughs> but you're right. Um, you, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. They just they have more of an attitude of. If you're hot, you'll be cold. If you're cold, you'll be hot because they've just seen enough, you yeah. know? Yeah. So that's what right. they're And by the way, that's one of the things in today's, I don't know what to call it, but you can't flip on TV without finding somebody giving out sports picks and talking lines. And they don't know anything that they're doing. The most frustrating thing to any real gambler is guys giving out picks and joking about it saying, how I've been cold, so fade me. If you give out a pick and say fade me, I I want to delete you from society. That is just not the I mean, a certain guy you and I know has been doing does that a lot. When he's cold, he just says hashtag fade, and it's like it's just an insulting thing to do. It shows that they're never really betting the games that they're giving out. They're just well, giving them out. Well, and it, why why give it out? If if you're saying fade me, then you should yeah. be picking the other side. If no, you're going just... to give picks, I think you should try to get them right, which is a yeah. quaint notion. <laughs> Antiquated, I know. But if you're going to yeah. play the game. See, I don't bet a lot of actual money money i bet with these stupid lips of mine on this podcast and i hate it when i suck and i suck this year picking games and i got a new strategy coming up you're going to hear about it in just a second new strategy new week new strategy but i try to win games for god's sakes sure when you joke about the fade in addition to just how insulting it is you can't be wrong that's the old Doc Walker thing of like, if you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, you say, well, I told you to fade. I told you to fade. What the hell is yeah. that? Yeah, I know. Playing both sides. Uh, you have a thought on my crossing the Rubicon expression oh. when a lion goes literally from one team being favored to the other team f- being favored, the Rubicon being the zero mark of a yeah. pick'em game, crossing the Rubicon. What is your thought on that? Yeah, I meant to tell you that one offline. but Well, it's in the rundown. I know I, I messed well, up. What? But the you can't talk this. about it here. No, I can. I just, <laughs> I, I, I hear you say that. I heard you say it on an older show today when I was listening, and I just made the note of it. I know you love that. You think it's a big thing. There is no move that means less to me than that. It well, means I don't know if nothing. I've assigned it any gambling significance. No. I just <laughs> like it because it's, it's a yeah. rare thing. 
it right. happens but only two or three this. times a year. Well, I would ask you this. If you think a team's going to win, will you take a minus one? No, yeah. I, will I you know. take them plus one? You've yeah, already established the least important the least important numbers yeah. are the zero, one, and two on either side of the line. I get exactly. that. I just so like it because it. I just like it because it rarely it rarely happens. By the way, this of course from the uh, historical uh, ten January of 40, 49 BC, Julius Caesar crossing the Rubicon, uh, which precipitated the Roman Civil War, which ultimately led to Caesar's becoming dictator and the rise of the imperial era of Rome. What that applies to gambling, I don't know. It just sounds cool. Crossing the Rubicon <laughs> is a dramatic thing. You've crossed the Rubicon. Oh my God. Okay. I guess I've had guys listen to the show and send me a note like, hey, this one crossed from what? I'm like, so? So what? So. Like, hey. you like them at minus one and not plus one? I mean, right. you know, you're not going right. to die. All right, crazy finish to the Whiskey League week. Uh, yeah, did you? Who got you knocked see? out in our Whiskey League this week? Um, Your guy, Oaks. Okay, Johnny Oaks, out. Okay. And I don't follow it quite as closely as uh, that text string, but oh, Jesus. what was it? <laughs> that text string is going to end some friendships. I'm not kidding. <laughs> okay. But it was um, somebody – who was it? Who was it? Josh oh, uh, Josh survived Josh. because, because – Josh won because, the last play of Stafford's touchdown. Yeah, Stafford, last... Stafford came back Ooh. into the game when the game was already yes. out of reach and yeah. just threw a garbage and, touchdown to advance. And well, they were, they were first and goal on the four – with you know under and they ran the ball twice kind of that hey we don't want to get sacked anymore we don't want him hurt and i'm like okay uh, he's out and then he throws the touchdown pass and josh survives the very next night it came down to Shiree and um and and oaks and it was the same thing with 30 seconds left um that big pass uh roethlisberger hit to johnson advanced Shiree. so oaks got screwed on the last play back-to-back nights and got knocked out thought it was an interesting week yeah. all right downtime I'm still alive i'm running out of whiskey so i need to win all right it's downtime to, to time to now pick for the week so here okay. we go new strategy who dis this will turn my year around i am now adopting the mantra if it feels wrong it is oh so right i'm making a beeline to the most stomach turning Oh my God, who would do that? Why would you take this team plus or minus these points selections? Why? Because doing it the other way has yielded terrible results. So call me opposite George, if you will. I am embracing the most uncomfortable sides of games possible for my current way of thinking. So with that in mind, my first pick is Buffalo minus 12 on the road at the New York Jets. Who would be in the mood to lay such a heavy number against the Jets team that's going to have Mike White at quarterback after the Buffalo Bills laid an egg on the road at Jacksonville? It doesn't feel right. It's a lot of points. I'm on a Buffalo. Boom. Number two, Washington. Plus nine and a half at home. Rematch of the NFC Divisional Round game last year. The Taylor Heineke becomes a legend game. Tampa is a way better team, even without some of these wide receiver outages they're currently battling through with Antonio Brown and possibly Godwin. I know they got Tom Brady. They're coming off a bye just like Washington is. Give me the woof plus nine and a half because 
It makes no sense. It makes me sick to my stomach. And finally, my absolute lock of the week. The Lions plus eight at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh got lucky. They got the Tony Carrenti push last week. And the Lions, despite being 0-8, they got to win one sometime. I'm going to say the Lions stay close, maybe win this game outright. It feels sickening to put any money whatsoever on the Lions. I'm there. Detroit plus the eight as my lock of the week. Oh, man, this is a tough one for me now. Do I change or do I stay where I was? Oh. It's just like money Hall. Have, mm. I, have I jumped on a few of your choice selections? Yeah. yeah. Well, let's put it this way. Remember, I've been talking the last couple of weeks about I look at who overperformed and who underperformed recently. There's only two teams that have had what I would call two straight really bad games. And the Cincinnati and Buffalo. And for that reason, I'm on Buffalo. Just like <laughs> Got it. Because you don't play three bad games in a row in this league. You might lose three in a row, but you don't, you know, get play crushed. Three, bad spread in three in a row. Right. My lock of the week, Zabe, was Detroit plus eight. Same as you. I'm, I might have to rethink that. You might but have no, to rethink it. Reason. How about, I mean, Pitt's on a short work week. They got all their receivers are out almost. They lost Claypool. They got uh, Juju. I, that's, that's got backdoor cover written all over it. But my third one is the only one different from you, and that one makes even less sense. Back to my Titans theory when I, you know, I said don't pick them, and I just I'm going back there. Titans are laying two and a half over the pathetic Saints without their quarterback. How's that? Two-and-a-half trap, I don't see it, I don't see it, but how are the Titans only two-and-a-half? I have to take the Saints catching the points there. Uh, I like that a lot. You know, the Titans really were outplayed. They've beaten all the good teams. They, they're 6-0 against playoff teams this year, but the Titans were outplayed by the Rams. It was just the two unconscionable mistakes by uh, Sam, not Bradford, but uh, Stafford, it was the yeah. two horrible mistakes that really staked them to a, a big lead that they never overcame. I mean, that I'm not saying true. Tennessee's Rams. bad, but in that yeah. game, they were not as good as you might have thought if you didn't watch the game. That is true. The Rams didn't move the ball all night, though, on them. That was yeah, The Titans did play some defense. Well, they so, got one-dimensional, though, that's for sure. They already throw the ball a heavy percentage. The Rams do at 65%. So when they get down like that, they're they're very easy to at least predict. Not necessarily to stop, but to predict. So okay. Titans got the lead and played to win the game. <laughs> Funny how that is. Okay, before I let you go, yep. this is this is, I think, a gambling story, although mm-hmm. nobody would couch it as one except for me. Did you see the news story today that Stan Kroenke, owner of the LA Rams, offered one hundred million dollars to the entities that are suing the Rams for breach of contract to move this franchise out of St. Louis against all their existing contracts and league bylaws, $100 million, and the people in the lawsuit said, nah, we're going to go to court. We like our chances. Reports are, if they were to prevail, damages could be in the hundreds of millions of dollars, if not approaching a billion dollars. That, my friends is one hell of a ballsy move to say no to a hundred million because if he offered a hundred, he would have probably gone up to one twenty just to get you out of his fucking life. And they said no. 
wow. And then you could take that hundred million, put it on Gonzaga, and win like almost a million. <laughs> Funny how that is. Are you aware of this story and how pissed off every other owner in the league is at Stan Kroenke, who promised, "Oh, don't worry, I got lawyers. I'm going to yeah. handle this legal issue of us getting out of St. Louis. I'll pay for all the legal bills." Now they're like, "Oh shit, these bills could be in the hundreds of millions of dollars." Stan, you got this right, and Stan's like. Oh, no. Hey, guys, I thought we were all agreeing. We're coming together as a league, right? Okay, I'm sorry. I don't get this part. Who's the they that are turning down the $100 million? Three, get- three different plaintiffs, three different entities that are suing the Rams. Might be and the city, are- might be the state. Well, I'd have to look at it. It's like, like the stadium. It's a, I think it's the city, the, the county, okay, see, and the stadium complex. Yeah. That's why. Because there's not one think- person. Right. If it's you and me, yeah. we're taking that money tomorrow. Well, if it's one if person, it's a, yeah. But well, but I mean, if it's it's an individual, when it's a city, I mean, what are they suddenly smart? I mean, yeah, they're going to be. Uh, all right, you're they, skeptical of that. Okay, very good. Yeah, I mean, I don't surprise me that they turn it down because you know they're drawing more attention. But well, they're going to trial. Looks like say no. All an right. individual could say couldn't say no, but a city can because they missed out. All right, Mr. X, we'll talk to you next week. Go to his website, callmemrx.com. Thank you, bud. All right, see you. There you go. And that will do it for another Football Friday here on the Zabecast. Thank you so much for being a loyal subscriber. Spread the word. Tell people if you like this podcast, hey, put it in your downloads. It'll be good ear candy for you. Good luck on the football wagering this weekend, as always. Bed with your head, not over it. Enjoy the games. Soak it up. The second half begins now, and we will see you on Monday. More is always better. That's why my bookie instantly doubles all first-time deposits. With double the funds, you can double your action. And more importantly, double your wins. Getting in on the action has never been easier. Just use promo code ZABE to get started. The best part is I can bet with all my favorite currencies, including crypto, and with all that extra scratch, why not get in on the biggest matchups of the week at my bookie? We are inching closer to the NFL playoffs. Some pivotal games this weekend, including a showdown between divisional rivals like the Niners and the Rams. MVP candidate Matt Stafford, can he bounce back from a bad week? Are the Niners really this bad? We shall see. Rams, Niners, bet them to cover the spread either way you want to go at my bookie. Don't wait. Go to my bookie today to redeem your double deposit bonus so you can get in the game and start winning now. To get yourself started, use promo code ZABE to receive double your first deposit instantly. That's promo code ZABE. Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. You can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.